Welcome to the Vertex Angle. I'm Robert Cammons. I'm Frank Gilman. Here at Vertex Angle, this is where we toss around business, management, and leadership ideas that are on our minds. So Frank, we can continue to talk about COVID. Certainly uh, that's endless, <laughs> but nobody has any answers there, do they? Uh, what's on your mind? Well, you know, it's interesting you talk about COVID because one of the things that is constantly referred to when we're talking about COVID-19 is the new normal, or some people call it the next normal. What I find so fascinating about that is it ignores human reality and that I don't believe there is a new or next normal. I think what we're seeing is simply an acceleration of previously existing trends. Yes, from a Given the pandemic, things are slightly different, but generally from a business standpoint, we, you tell me, we were seeing these types of issues when we were in, in our traditional jobs as, as, as being things that were coming along. Yeah, I, I, th I think so. I think that there's always a, something beneath the surface, right? And the rocks are appearing from beneath the surface now at the water levels drop that have always been there. So the, the classic concepts, you know, focus on business operations, efficiency, profitability, and reorganizations are just sort of accelerated now. I think that's what you're getting at. Right. And, and one of the things we talk about all the time is, is kind of businesses right now need to think smarter, they need to think faster, they need to think broader in order to, to thrive and to thrive, not just survive in this kind of environment. Now, now, one of the analogies that we often talk about is perspective, about, about when you're looking at something, to see it in a broader, more substantive uh, dimension. And one of the analogies I like to always say is, is the idea of when you're in the theater and you're watching a movie, you can watch a movie, a regular movie, but you can also, if you put on 3D glasses, uh, for a movie, you you will see different levels of depth uh, in what you're looking at. It's not necessarily an illusion. It's 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 more a perspective change. And and I think one of the things we talk about with our clients is is to have that broader perspective on looking at the organization. I like to think of it a lot as kind of a multidisciplinary thinking approach. 3D is a multidisciplinary thinking approach in some ways that every problem, every challenge, every situation in organizations has, is, is an object. It's three-dimensional and you can see it all the way around. And to most effectively tackle it, you, ha you have to rotate it and kind of twist it. So when I think about this, I often think about there's, there's some key characteristics about this. Usually a unified vision that helps define what everyone is looking at in an organization for a problem or challenge or a project. Also, I think leaders thinking about that in a way, the characteristic of what questions should they be asking? What decisions or inquiries should they be making about that? And then I think shared accountability uh, is a key element. And maybe with multidisciplinary thinking is you need to bring in different viewpoints. You need to bring in collaboration. You need to bring in people from different departments. So just like when an object you have, height, width, and depth, perhaps taking different functional disciplines, bringing them together in your organization to assess challenges on a, on a project as if it's a physical, is kind of a possibility. Did you get what I'm saying, Frank? Totally, totally. And, and, and that, that's also part of the, you know, when you're looking at things on a broader perspective, you can't, we, we talk about silos, right? Every, typically, 
firms, companies of all sizes, put things in silos and, and, and kind of adjust one project for one team versus another. But if you look at the way organizations work, and some of this is because of the move toward digital, there's operations informs technology, technology informs finance, which informs operations, which informs technology, which informs finance. It's a, it's a constant evolutionary circle where all these things are so interrelated that taking one from another makes it almost impossible. And, and as we talk about, that broader discipline can involve other segments of the environment as well, marketing, recruitment, the whole idea, you said it earlier about vision. You know, vision, of, vision is culture and culture is vision, and they're, they're intertwined. That makes sense. If you look at how most organizations are structured, you have your finance group or your marketing team or your accounting or legal department, whatever, whatever these organizations have these segments, how often do they come together and really collaborate on projects? Some of the most exciting things in my career have been when people come together in that way and they understand that they're part of a larger whole than, than just their group. And you really, by doing it, you can unlock the creativity and brain power of people and they get to know the organization better. They get to see uh, the synergies just by collaborating. You know, it's the whole idea of one plus one doesn't equal two, it equals three because you're unlocking people's hidden talents and experience and bringing it together. And I I think too often in organizations, we see this in our consulting practice that people bump up against each other. That, uh, hey, uh, you're messing in my area or hey, that's not your responsibility or don't move my cheese or why are you rattling my cage? Those types of situations happen a lot. And organizations, what we've seen, some of the best examples in our careers have been when people really come together and collaborate across disciplines in these multi-dimensions. Right, absolutely. Look, I'll give you credit. When when you came, when I met you, I I had worked, the organization that we worked at together, um, I was there before you. Uh, When you came in, one of the first things you initiated was this concept of bringing all the different department leaders and all the different areas of the firm together into, we had like quarterly meetings where everyone really talked to each other about all the things we were doing, the possibilities that we wanted to explore, the goals we had. And what was fascinating is in many instances, I'd worked with some of those people for two or three years and learned more about them in those first few meetings, hearing what their real Goals were then I had learned about them previously. You know, it, 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 despite working together, you know, it, in large organizations, in in any size organization that matters. I think the larger uh, you get as a company, the more critical it is to to have those touch points to really make sure that each branch of the tree is is working. Connected, right? Yes. You want to be connected. I I think, you know, it creates heightened awareness. I was lucky in my career to have experiences where, you know, I didn't make that up out of whole cloth, just as we're doing this to convey to listeners uh, techniques they can use and adapt in the organization. That that was built on experiences I had. I was fortunate to have previously experiences where being in a rotational program at a company, uh, at a large industrial supply company years ago, and doing that helped us understand the culture, helped us thinking about who was upstream, who was downstream, uh, cross-training. You got to understand the different perspectives. And I think this can happen in an organization, not just in a 
quarterly meeting, but could happen really in a special team project. You could create a, a, a strategic planning group that comes together from different areas to tackle a solution and bring your different creative thinking. Also, it helps you understand what different drivers of different departments are, not just the people, like you said, learning about them, which is so important because if you have good relationships, your workers are going to be happier, they're going to want to stay longer and be, 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 be uh, part of a team. But you also understand what, what are their concerns? What does finance need to know about IT beyond how much this costs? Maybe that there's maybe you're finding out that they're, you're spending all this money on stuff you're not going to utilize. That that's a frequent consulting project we run into. Uh, that there are companies that pay for stuff and then they don't utilize it and they realize they have other systems they could have used to plug that in. So totally understand what you're talking about there uh, with this. Have you had examples of that in in your experience? Well, sure. I mean, I, I think the other thing is when you talk about these things, it's what's the biggest you know, what's the biggest challenge beyond financial control and everything that, that, that companies and firms face, right? It's change management. Change management, whether you're trying to put in a new finance model, whether you're trying to put in a new automation tool, whatever it is, whether, whether you're trying to change uh, the benefit package, anything that, you, that the organization is attempting to do to improve itself requires change management. And I think, change management depends so much on successful change management depends so much on building cohesion amongst all the different units. And, and as you said, really getting, getting an, an understanding of things where, where I find cross-platform and, and multidisciplinary thinking to be so beneficial from a technical perspective is understanding what the, how, how data should be presented to someone, Right. Part of the part of the challenge with technology, oftentimes, is you're you're wowed by tools, you're wowed by features, you're wowed by potential uh, automation savings and efficiencies. But all of those things ultimately depend on how you present the relevant data to the people who are going to look at it. That's the key thing, and the only way that really is done. Uh, positively is to understand what what the people you're presenting this to actually want to gain from those systems is to take that time to really have those discussions and say what does find what are the most what are the most recognizable pieces of data that finance wants to look at what sure. what really matters to management when they're looking at these tools it's sort of like knowing your client when, when you're doing business development or marketing, it's your internal clients, right? These or these clients, these other departments in an organization are your partners and you need to understand up and down what they do. I mentioned that uh, industrial supply company. That was a really interesting experience because there we did training where you did a rotation and you spent time in every department and you got the drivers. And then they would slot you as a young, talented uh, grad in the department, and you you learn inside and out. You think you you knew all your stuff, and then suddenly they would shift you and put you into a whole different department that was made upstream or downstream or unrelated to that. And gradually, everybody got a whole sense of the entire business and were able to think about things in a, in a multidisciplinary way, not just about hey, I'm a marketing person or I'm a finance person or I'm a technology person or a legal person or a general business operations person. But I understand what those drivers are. I've been in their shoes. And that's why that company was just so successful. You also began to have this mantra of system thinking, thinking about the whole. 
and thinking about setting the downstream people up for success. Now, that was a distribution operation, large warehouses, uh, large mail order, sending things out. But to this day, that concept of setting downstream people up for success and thinking about who's upstream from you and what's coming your way and having dialogues in order to properly format stuff has helped been just a great leadership tool for me and how I assess organizations. You, you, you were talking, you said to me something about how you've just been so surprised at how Zoom is sort of an example of multidisciplinary tool or thinking. Absolutely. I, I, you know, look, look, I'll say two things about Zoom. First is it kills me that I did not invest significant amounts of money prior to, prior <laughs> to COVID-19 in, in Zoom because Zoom is one of those technologies that has, has become omnipresent uh, in the corporate world where prior to the pandemic, prior to the pandemic, it's not like there wasn't widespread use already of video conferencing had started, uh, people using share, share screen tools to do presentations, and sometimes IT support in organizations wasn't prevalent. But I think what's been interesting about what's happened during uh, the last few months is that the use of Zoom, because it's been used by everyone, because it was adopted by management executives and grandparents, else in, grandparents and everyone else in, in, in the ecosystem, uh, what's happened is businesses suddenly have, are, are, are looking at, at the use of Zoom and adapting to digital collaboration in fascinating ways. Right? Prior to this, it was just web meetings and workshops, but now, if you look at, at how people are looking at things, there are so many options that organizations are looking at with Zoom. One is to, it clearly is a way to streamline onboarding and training, uh, interviews and talent, you know, interviews, talent searches, um, you know, allowing firms to reach, better reach clients, to client outreach. Why do you say that? Like I, w- I was on a vendor we work with in our business the other day, and this was uh, you know, a technology company, and I was having some issue with uh, my computer or on their interface, and they use Zoom of all tools to, act, to see what my screen is going on. They're not even creating their own software anymore to optimize it. They're just using this mass market tool to do customer support. Right. No, that's exactly it. And, and, and it's, a case, it's a perfect case study of what organizations always hope to achieve when they're implementing a new piece of technology, right? This is, this is what you want, it's mass adoption. But, but I think what's relevant and what's important as a takeaway from this whole adventure is sometimes in order to really, there's no other way of, of, of achieving mass adoption than by having a, a very top-down driven um, adoption, right? If, if, if core business leaders hadn't said to personnel, look, this is what we're going to, you know, we're in this situation together. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to use. And if that tool wasn't simple, which is the big, you know, is the other key thing, right? Yeah, we'll have another conversation sometime about the importance of design. Exactly. Exactly. Simplicity matters. Uh, And so I I think it's been really fascinating. I think what's going to be interesting is to, to look over the next few months as we return to some level of, of typical business activity as to see just how much um, Zoom continues to be and, and other iterates 
continues to, to proliferate in terms of other, other business tasks. It's the ultimate, it's almost a multidisciplinary tool to help the multidisciplinary 3D type approach in an organization. Absolutely. You know, years ago, I remember when scientists understood for the first time that underneath our skin tissue, that there's this interconnected layer of tissue in the human body that all operates as one organism. I think Florida Zoom is kind of like that. And more importantly, uh, there's an initiative to, to look at your whole organization as one interconnected beast and not just as a individual siloed group of departments. Uh, interconnectedness, right? That's really the theme of what we're talking about uh, in these dimensions. It's what, what binds that together. Totally. Totally. So uh, one of the things that you hit on there, which is really important, is leadership. Somebody needs to drive that, right? It doesn't happen by accident. So I hope listeners are thinking about, hey, how in my organization, in my little role, in my team, or if I'm a high-level executive or a you know, controlling shareholder uh, or an influential one, how do I really really forcing that through? So, so I, I encourage people to, to, to think that through that and to tackle problems, tackle new opportunities, tackle random projects that. Uh, bring a facilitator in to help do that. Uh, engage an outside team, create a team of multidisciplinary people across your organization. These types of challenges really, I think, add a lot of perspective to, to an organization, uh, providing a measurable transformation, growth, innovation, and positive cultural change. Can you think of other benefits uh, of the, the 3D or multidisciplinary approach? Well, I think, you know, you, you pointed out about leadership. I think the other thing to say is there is – there is a fear factor sometimes from leadership in being afraid to to really branch out and and consider things differently that it would somehow show you to be a weaker leader because you don't know everything i i think it actually makes you a stronger leader significantly so by expanding out it helps you build that culture by by really bringing people in by recognizing that that it is a, a joint effort. You know, you know, every organization, I mean, I mean, it sounds like a cliche, but it's really not. Every organization is just as good as the as the as as the least used person in that in that entity. It's a chain. Right. It's a chain, right? So totally we hope you think of your organization as a chain, a linked interconnected organization that has multi-dimensions, uh, and you adapt techniques. And we're happy to talk to you about it. If you heard something you're interested in, reach out to us. Our contact information is at vertexadvisorsgroup.com. Thanks for listening in. We hope this was stimulating for you. We'll be back soon with another episode. Take care.